our podcast. I hope that the traffic clears for you soon because I know so many of you listen in the car. I know I do. And I get stuck in traffic all the time. Sometimes I'm spending two and a half hours in the car on the way home. So the podcast is my is my way of learning. Uh, so I've got a lot of love for the podcast. And that's why I'm trying to uh, record some more specific intros for you rather than just stripping the video content. I hope you enjoy. Here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Real Estate TV. In today's episode, I am joined by Daniel Baxter on Zoom. Uh, We're going to have a Zoom call because where are you based, Daniel? I'm in Brizzy these days, uh, originally Sydney born and bred, but uh, in sunny Brisbane at the moment. Sunny Brisbane, enjoying your living room like everyone else. Uh, <laughs> in the uh, in the home office today, so uh, mate, I do most of our, our work so out of these are pretty fortunate that way. So um, yeah, ha- haven't been too impacted, I guess, by you know the working at home stuff. Well, that's good to that's good to hear. And um, what uh, what do you do? Basically, what we do, we operate in the space of providing solutions for anybody that comes into contact with first home buyers. So, your first home buyer is uh, a target market that people come into contact with. Uh, what we do know is that market really well. We understand, uh, you know, their fears, their frustrations, their aspirations, um, and that's what we, you know, we aim to deliver in whatever we do with the companies that we work with. So, we help out a lot of uh, builders and property companies in the marketing space who, you know, want to help those first home buyers get into their first home and understand how they think it and how they interact online and we can help them create marketing campaigns uh, you know to help them achieve you know, more of those goals fantastic so you're less front facing absolutely yeah. yeah so we don't sell directly to the consumer uh, we build a lot of online products and on an IP that we include in our I guess our marketing processes and strategies um, yep. to increase the value but also uh, increase or ensure that the customer experience is a better one than just selling to them. We feel like, you know, education plays such a key role in what people need these days, days to be able to make a decision. So that's what we want to help them uh, help them achieve. Yeah, okay, fantastic. So I, I've had a lot of uh, first-home buyers now reach out to me uh, and ask me what I think is happening in the market. Um, and the answer yeah. seems to be um, pretty much the same every time. And I, I typically say it's a bit too early to call. Um, this property is a slow moving beast, um, but we do have some information after the weekend. I know that um, uh, Melbourne's clearance rate was 56% if you ask the REA and 30% if you ask Domain. Um, I feel I feel like um, the REA's one's probably a little bit more accurate, but I guess I just wanted to get a sense of where you've seen things going. We haven't had much time to monitor it. I think the full force of COVID-19 has really only started to impact businesses over the last three weeks, let's call it. Um, so it might be a bit premature, but I just want to get a sense of where you have seen property um, over the last three weeks. Yeah, I think you're right. It's very it's very early on in this process and it's something it's unprecedented. We don't know mm. where it could head, how long it could last, you know, what's happening. I think one of the conversations that keeps coming up for me is that definitely people feel more confident with property. Um, you know, yeah. it's one of those things, uh, as in how, did you say so, they feel more confident now than before? Oh, no, so not now than before, no, but they feel more confident in property maybe than other opportunities, oh, uh, other investments yeah, yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, so yeah. maybe whether that's the share market, 
uh, Bitcoin, whatever it might be. But yeah, property gives them that confidence that it's not just going to you know disappear overnight. Um, you know that value is still there. And I think for the first home buyers in particular, if that's who we're going to be talking about mostly today, uh, I think it's important to look at the sector of the market that controls what they do and where they buy. So you know that market, you know, say up to that zero to six hundred thousand mark. It's pretty much, you think about it, 90, let's say 98% of the market who's, in, who's looking at buying potentially a property can afford those properties up to that point, right? Yeah. That's, that's that buyer circle. That's that, you know, so basically everyone out there who can afford property can afford those properties. As you move higher, that percentage comes down. Yeah. So that's why obviously, you know, the properties that are worth more money, maybe the, maybe the 1.5 plus, more susceptible to price drops and things like that because there's just less buyers, less buyers to prop it up if, you know, things go bad. So that first home buyer into the market is still always going to remain, you know, relatively strong, I think. I mean, even if, say, prices were, worst case scenario, you know, say the top end dips down, that, you know, around that 500 range, um, you know, takes a little bit of a hit. Like, how much hit is it going to take? You know, I would imagine, you know, maybe it takes 10 or 15 grand here or there. Not going to take long to make that upright. Yeah, so you don't reckon, well, I guess this is a gut feel question, um, and it, it yeah. is difficult to answer because it's not like we had a pandemic 20 years ago that we can reference. No. This is all brand new water, and I think that's something worth keeping in mind. Everything that we talk about is theoretical um, because it hasn't happened. We don't have real data yet. Um, but what do you reckon your gut is? I've seen in the papers and on Twitter um, uh, journalists speculating that the property market will drop anywhere between 20 and 30%. Um, what does your gut say? Oh, it's a tough question, like isn't it? Happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like that will happen. I mean, not for, I mean, maybe at some of that, like I said, that really top end, uh, just because it's going to be, you know, obviously there's still, as far as you know, getting finance and stuff like that, that's still no easier. In fact, it, obviously, it's a little bit, it's been made a little bit harder. I'm not sure if you saw the news about um, QBE, you know. Um, regarding LMI and, you know, then pulling it out as far as anybody who's in a, who basically has a job where, you know, you may be at risk of losing it through this period. Um, so, you know, they're basically pulling back on, you know, on offering LMI to those clients, you basically need a 20% deposit. So that sort of thing is going to pull buyers out of the market, I you know, see. without doubt. Yeah. Um, so there's some of those things happening, but as far as the price drop, 20 to 30%, you know, overall, I don't think so. Um, that's not what my gut tells me. Mm. But, you know, as I said, mate, look, I'm, there's plenty of people out there, you know, who are, you know, probably smarter than me, but, you know, I can only go on, you know, the conversations I'm having, the confidence I feel that's still there within the market of the people I talk to. Um, so, yeah, I, look, I don't see it. Yep. Yeah, okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, and I guess how long do you think it would, if, if there was some sort of result, how long do you reckon the market would take to show that? As in the drop or... Yeah, so my property's a slow-moving beast. Obviously, we, can't, yeah. we we don't have the answer today and it's been yeah. three weeks and I've had a lot of people ask yeah. me, well, when will you know? Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, and at the moment, we're probably what we're seeing right now is probably an element of fear buying. Sorry, fear buying. As in, you know, this stuff is still pretty new. People are still a little bit freaked out and stuff like that. Um, and they're buying out of fear because they just don't know what's going to happen. They want to make sure they can get into something so they've got something. Mm. Um, you know, which is probably a weird thing for some people to imagine when you're going through this. Most, you know, a lot of people's reaction is to pull back and just go, well, I'm going to hold, oh, hold up, just wait here and just see yeah. what happens. But then on the flip side, people panic. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a little bit of both going on. So we're still through that, I think, period at the moment. So maybe it's something where, you know, you start to sort of 
see a bit more of it maybe in the next sort of three months. Um, you know, but I think it's going to be something that probably, you know, has a bit of an after effect maybe for the next six to nine months. Like it's hard to imagine the market's going to grow by anything much in the next sort of maybe six to nine months, you know, maybe yeah. even a bit longer. Um, it's probably, if anything, you know, maybe she goes down a little bit and then, you know, starts to just stabilise and then, you know, we start to get uh, an increase again. But I wouldn't be surprised, you know, once all is said and done, if once again, you know, when we went through the mini slump sort of last year, um, then we got the good uh, election results, you know, things just went bang. Yeah, um, it wouldn't surprise me if we get the same thing as, as long as the financial appetite of the lenders, um, you know, has maybe relaxed a little bit as well. Yep. Yeah, no, most definitely. I think it'll be interesting to see how the banks respond to this situation as well because obviously they still want to put deals in. Um, so yeah. if it does sort of drop off even slightly and it sort of starts to show up on their reports, it'll be interesting to see how yeah. they respond and if they have some sort of product um, to stimulate a bit more activity. Um, yeah, so, so that'll be interesting to, to see. Um I've got a question for you. If you were a first home buyer and you were about to push yep. the button three weeks ago, would you still push the button or would you sort of go, hmm, I'll hold off three months just in case? I would say it would depend on my situation. So if I knew I was in stable employment, um, you know, really had a secure job, and look, one of those things for those people who are, you know, now classed as, in, as an essential service, you are in a better position than you've probably ever been. Correct. Um, you know, as, as far as your confidence in your job moving forward because now you're like, okay, well, cool. Even if I lost this job with this employer tomorrow, someone else will snap me up in no time at all. And you're something, you're now of an audience that the banks and the lenders, they want you more than anybody else. Because no matter what the circumstances are, you're going to be someone we can rely on to pay your loan. Mm. Um, So, you know, you're really desirable as far as that goes. So if I was in that position, you know, I think there's good buying out there for first home buyers right now. Um, But less people in the market, less people able to do things, you know, people sitting on their hands waiting like those people you're saying, you know, maybe waiting three months, maybe longer. Uh, There's a good opportunity for the people who are prepared, maybe with that finance ready, in a position to do something to still move their life forward, mm. um, you know, which is buying that first home. And I think you've got more negotiation power too. You know, me, you and I were chatting, um, you know, it's, it's common knowledge of numbers at, say, displays and that obviously they've just stopped because people can't just walk through. They're going up and make appointments. It makes that process harder. Um, that means, you know, if people are looking, say, at building a new home, there's more people who are eager to do that deal. The more people are eager to do it, then they're going to fight for your business. So yep. you can put yourself in a really strong position to get a great deal. But on the flip side, you know, if I wasn't in you know, stable employment or I was, you know, really worried about maybe what might be happening, the truth is, you know what, it's probably been taken out of my hands anyway. Mm. You know, we spoke about, you know, the banks and that being wary of lending to people if you are in a job where, you know, maybe you've been sent home, you're off pay for a few weeks, you're not going to get a loan, yeah. um, you know, at the moment. And you wouldn't want a loan either, you know, just as far as that risk factor goes, it's just yeah. too high. Yeah, you know, most definitely. Mm, well... That's really good, actually. That's all the questions I have. Have you got anything else you'd like to add? Any any thoughts you've had over the last couple of days? Um, I think it's just more around just really getting clear on, on what your goal is. Um, I like look, if that. your goal was this year to to buy to buy your first home and you're in a position to do it, you know, look, is what we know is life is going to go on. You know, this is this will be over with. People will get back to normal. Um, you, I just you wouldn't want to see somebody put you know what is something you've been working so hard hard on 
um, and, you know, aspiring to achieve, you know, maybe back a year because they're just sitting back for no reason. Look, if you've got the right reason, you should definitely wait. You never want to put yourself in a bad position. But if you're ready and you want to do it, um, you know, just keep investigating it. Make sure you've got great experts by your side, you know, whether it be a finance broker, a property professional, helping, guiding you so you don't make silly decisions and, you know, and so that you know that they've got your back if anything can if anything you're not sure of comes up. Yeah, fantastic. And if anyone has any questions for you specifically, Daniel, how can they reach out to you? Guys, uh, my, our company is First Home by Buddy, so you can email me at uh, daniel at firsthomebyabuddy.com.au. Really easy. Um, otherwise, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can obviously connect with me there, flick me a PM, put up a post, tag me, and I'll certainly uh, help out if I can. So, no, mate, that's it, Andy. Appreciate it. Fantastic. Not a problem at all. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was good to chat. Um, in, enjoy your couple of weeks in isolation, as I'm sure we all will. Stay home. Keep your hands washed. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching, guys. This has been episode 34 of Real Estate TV. Plenty more to come. Uh, so if you have enjoyed it, leave a comment down below. If you've got some questions, uh, I am going to pop Daniel's information down below too. Um, so you can just click straight on the links. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for watching and keep safe. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, I've got a lot of love for the podcast. It's how I learn. Uh, so really pumped to see what's on the way. Uh, if you are too, it'd be fantastic if you could uh, tap that subscribe button uh, and have me in your ears on the way to work or on the way home from work or taking your dog out for a walk, however you do it. And don't forget to pass it along.